Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and our podcast. Hello, and welcome to a brand new weekly British-based NFL podcast. My name is George Evans, and in this podcast, we'll be bringing you the latest news from around the league and giving you our views and opinions on the biggest stories in the NFL. From everything to the latest trades and cuts, to mock drafts and analysis of every game played in the 2021 season, we'll be there to talk through it all. Joining me in this is my co-host, Liam Whiting. Liam, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Liam Whiting. Um, I'm a Vikings fan, I'll say from the start. Um, I've been following the league now for nearly 20 years, um, and I was involved in British American football, my local team, the Colchester Gladiators. I was there when we won the national championship. So, yeah, I, I think... I'm not a casual fan, shall we say, to be polite. Uh, no, more, more of an armchair expert, I think I'd go yeah, with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think uh, to give you a little background on myself, um, I say my name is George Evans. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Um, for I've been heavily invo- Well, yeah, <laughs> I've been heavily involved in the league for a number of years now. Um, and yeah, it really is. We are not experts at all. We are not NFL writers. We're not usual NFL podcasters. We're two idiots with a microphone. We are very much two idiots. Well, you've got a microphone. I'm yet That's to true. establish a microphone. So, yeah. Uh, we haven't even got that. So yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to do my first podcast. I know you're slightly more experienced than I am. Yeah. So I do music podcasts just to give you guys a bit of intro about myself. Um, but I wanted to sort of do another output. And as I've been following the league for so long, I've been wanting to do a sports one. So I thought the NFL, two British fans, it's almost it's almost perfect. Yeah, definitely. I think there is a slight gap in the market for something like this, just two average Joes trying to talk about NFL. And I thought at the end of um, the 2020 season, this is now the perfect time to start talking ball again. I agree, because we've got that time now. So we've just finished the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, yep. And then we've got now to the draft. So do you want to have a quick talk about the Super Bowl? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's two weeks removed now from another Tom Brady masterclass, in my opinion. I'm sure you wouldn't feel the same way. But um, a game to me that was completely you know, based around the Kansas City offensive line being obliterated by the Tampa Bay defence. Yeah, Tampa Bay's defence was absolutely outstanding. Um, their coverage second to none they were absolutely brilliant the Chiefs just that's I think that's the worst I've seen the Chiefs under Mahomes play opposed to that week one Texans game to me that's the most average they've looked in years now definitely I completely agree I I do struggle to feel um sorry for them but in the same way they lost Eric Fisher at left tackle and that is that was a huge loss and Mahomes had no time in the pocket it's, and it showed pretty much. Oh, it showed, yeah. And some of the throws he was still able to make were incredible. But I thought what Todd Bowles done on that uh, Bucks defense was just 
absolutely fantastic. And Winfield how that man has not got a head coach job, I have no idea. I think he will. It's just going to be when. Well, it'll be next season now because uh, yeah, be. no head coaching positions available. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good Super Bowl, actually. Um, I was gripped from minute one to the last minute, even though you know what the result was probably going to be halfway through the game. Um, I thought Tom Brady done what Tom Brady does in a Super Bowl and did exactly what he needed to do. He didn't need to be special Tom Brady. He just needed just to put the ball where he needed to be, yeah. The thing that I find most amazing about Mahomes is he's clearly one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but mm. now he's got to play in eight Super Bowls to even tie him. It's incredible. I mean, Tom Brady's record in the NFL is like no other person in sport. No. And he's he's 43 years old. I mean, it's scary what that man is able to do. So we've said this offline, but for the podcast, does he come back or does he retire from now on? I think he has to come back. I mean, why wouldn't you? If you know that you can, if this team doesn't change too much, if they keep all their receivers, if they keep a lot of their defense, if they keep Gronk, why wouldn't you come back and give I, it another shot? I think that he will come back. But for me, that's the storybook ending because he's came back, he's gone to a different team and he's done it. Like he probably, if he comes back, they probably will compete again. But for me, he sort of, sort of, left a legacy just by going to another team and winning it because people can't now say Manning's better than him can they because he's done it in two teams true. yeah that is, that is very I'm, true I'm and taking my personal preferences out of this and I'm trying to yeah speak well I know like you a, hate Tom Brady so I mean you well know, he cheats is, but anyway that's a well, discussion well, for another one. week I think, I think that's libelous on this podcast <laughs> allegedly shall we say yeah, yeah he allegedly cheated I'm trying to I'm trying to talk with a sports journalist in inverted commas hat on but yes i, I get yeah exactly. let's, let's not pretend to be something that we're not you know yeah, remember we, we are two idiots with one microphone yeah that's very true yeah but uh yeah no i think i think you're right in a way but i think if he's at an age where he still can continue to play as well as he did i think why not i mean i definitely i completely agree with that why not break the boundaries of how old you can be when you're playing at the quarterback position or any position in sport really that, like you'll agree with me here. Like there's very few athletes in each sport that can play at that age to that level. Like in football, I can only think of a couple of players, and in like other sports as well. Like mm-hmm. how many athletes that age are still that good? It's unbelievable. I think it's unprecedented. At 43 years old. I mean, you've got a few around the sport. You've got LeBron James, who seems to get better as as old as he is now, and Cristiano Ronaldo in football, but. I think at the age that Tom Brady is at 43, I don't think there's anyone who's done anything like that in no. sport before. And to continue winning and on a new team, the I thing, thought it was seriously impressive. The thing that I'm concerned for him next season is how many more big hits can he take? Obviously, he took a few this year and he carried on playing. But if he gets a few like Von Miller hits or Aaron Darnold hits, is he going to be able to play a whole season at 44? Probably years? not. And I think it is always with Tom Brady. It's just that one hit. But where yeah. the Bucks are so lucky is that they've got such a powerful offensive line that right. he really isn't going to get hit that much. If you look oh. at Tristan Wirth this season as their rookie, he was absolutely immense. I mean, he was incredible. And probably, in my opinion, actually, I know you won't like this as a Vikings player, but uh, a Vikings fan, but he was my offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. I, I get you're going to say that. And I'm... Um... When we do our NFC North episode, we'll, we'll discuss about Rookie of the Year, and I'll, I've got a few bones to pick about that one. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you do, and I'm sure the 
uh, Justin Jefferson chat will come up, but um, you know, you can take your non-biased hat off for exactly. this conversation. Yeah, but yeah, I you make a very good argument. I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. If he does get hit, he does get hit. But it's it's ifs and buts in all but, sport, isn't it? Of course. I mean. Yeah. But then it could happen at any. Like you look at the Cowboys last year. Who expected that to happen? What they did in Crumble. No one saw that coming. Exactly. Yeah. And you look at Tom Brady in comparison to Drew Brees, who is, in my opinion, just falling apart. And it was sad to watch in the last game. Like that last game, his throwing. Yeah. It was. It was. It was awful to watch. It was really sad and. Just watching Tom Brady, who was two years ahead of him in age, throwing absolute dimes in the same game. You know, you've, I think you've got to know when to stop. And I think Breeze knows now that it's time to stop. And Brady, for me, doesn't need to. And he clearly agrees. Although he might need to stop drinking avocado tequila. Yeah, that was, yeah. I have to say, regardless, that was hilarious. That whole Super Bowl thing. Was, he's very good with a camera. I'll give him that. I have. Did you see Vince Lombardi's granddaughter is trying to sue them over that? Oh, really? oh yeah, because um, wasn't it? Yeah, it was her grandfather that built the original trophy. The trophy is named after him with the Packers, but we won't go into that one. But yeah, 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 I saw that. God, that was shambolic. <laughs> so, uh, should we crack into some of the NFL news from around the league? There's been quite well, a lot going on the last yeah. week or so. Yeah, let's go. I'll let you start. Go for it. Well, the first place I wanted to start was the big trade that happened in the week um, with Carson Wentz moving from the Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick in 2021 and a conditional second round in 2022, which could be a first-rounder, depending on if Carson Wentz plays 75% of his snaps, I think, and if they get to the playoffs. So I was just thinking, who won? Who won that trade? For me, not the Colts. I think the Eagles won the trade because... I, th- I get that the Colts need a new quarterback and I understand that there's not many quarterbacks around at the moment to pick up and I get why they've picked him. I think they should have gone for Stafford. I think they were too late going for that or they should yeah. have gone for someone else or try and gone for Deshaun Watson, perhaps not that they would have got him, but at least go for him. Um, but The problem with, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think that Carson Wentz going to a system, a Frank Reich system, will help him massively. Obviously, that he was the offensive coordinator when Philly won the Super Bowl in 2017. But, but that's the thing about Wentz. You don't know what Wentz you'll get. And if he turns up and he's good, he will take you to a Super Bowl. But if you have a season where he had last year, he's toilet. So you, you don't know what you're getting with him, do you? That is true. But I mean, only giving up a, a third round pick yeah. this year and then possibly a first rounder in 2022, if it turns out that he dives, that's going to affect the Colts massively. It is, because they might worst be looking case, the quarterback. exactly. They can just because next year there's also a good quarterback class. So yeah, so it's sort of a safe pick for them. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brisket beat him in the training camp come August. Wouldn't surprise me. No, I mean I completely agree with that. I mean they're both in a way quite similar quarterbacks. Yeah, they're very. Similar. Um, I don't trust their throwing, but they're not too bad with their legs. I mean that's yeah. that's really all I can say about Carson Wentz. He was ranked third lowest quarterback rating in uh, 2020. I mean... I'm pleased you read the PDF I sent you. (laughs) Yeah, luckily, I've actually done some preparation for this podcast as well. It's unbelievable. This is the kind of uh, hard-hitting facts you're going to get used to listening to this. Or lack of, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, there is that as well. But I think if you're looking from an Eagles point of view, yes, you get the picks, but where do they go from here? They've got an aging squad. All right, they've got Jalen Hurts at quarterback now, but he didn't 
fill me with confidence when I saw him in the last four or five games of last season. They've got an offensive line that crumbled last year. It was one of the worst in the league. They've got an aging defense. I mean, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, what are you thinking? You're not happy, are you, really? I'm just trying to look at the draft order now just to see where they're picking. So the Eagles are six. What do you do if you're the Eagles then? Well, you either take... You don't take a quarterback, obviously. So you take a high-class receiver or a high-class corner uh, cornerback. Yeah. They're the biggest be need. We know, will be you... discussing this in future weeks, won't we? But yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do just wonder where they're going to go because from a team that was... Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning wins. three years ago to where they are now. I th- and yeah, I think it's unbelievable. And, you know, Doug Peterson obviously got the sack at the end of last season. They've got um, a new guy in from um, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. But again, his first press conference, I don't know if you saw it. My God, that didn't fill me with confidence. He barely knew what he was saying. It was a. It sounds it was, worse than a Trump press conference. Yeah, that wasn't that really wasn't good. I mean, I think I'd rather listen to a Kirk Cousins monologue. <laughs> that must be bad then. I mean, yeah, that that was tough. That was really really tough. But yeah, I I'm not sure about it. I think Carson Wentz could do a job for the Colts, and all he really needs to be is average because yeah. that is pretty much a good to go Super Bowl team now. Exactly. I was saying about what you're saying about the Eagles. I was just having a look on um, my favourite mock draft website Walter Football and they've got a tight end Pitts going there at six which, oh, they got Kyle Pitts yeah yeah that that is a good pickup but what are you going to do about QB if you're the Eagles well you, you have to go with Jalen Hurts and he does, you, it does it does give you a lot on the ground game but um I'm not sure about that because Kyle Pitts is a wonderful receiver don't get me wrong and as a tight end he would easily be the number one pick in the draft but what's if, cool Sorry to interrupt you there, but well, the thing that's mad is the fact that how terrible the Eagles are. They can still compete in that division. Well, that's just a sign of how bad that division is. Yeah. I mean, that is a shocking, shocking division. No, nobody got to 500 last year. No, which is I, unbelievable. Closest were the Washington Football Team at seven I, and nine. I've said this to you offline. I, I think they really need to restructure that. I think if you get under 500, I don't think you should make the playoffs. So I think it should be the top eight ranked teams because yeah. I don't think that's fair because, for example, we're both NFC North fans. Like, for example, the Bears or Vikings, there could be strong possibility that one of us could get 10 wins and still not get in. Well, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm being optimistic here, but you, you yeah, see what I mean, I'm maybe, saying. Though. Maybe in a couple of seasons when we've both got quarterbacks yeah, that we true. can trust, then that is definitely a possibility. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a shame the way that it's done at the moment. Nobody from that division deserved um, a playoff spot. But that's the way the league is, and yeah. they'll, they'll never change that. But you're right, in terms of the NFC East, you've got to a point now. I mean, it might be slightly different with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott coming back if they re-sign him. Surely but, um, the Cowboys should walk. If they've got a fit team next season, they should walk that division, surely. Would you think they'll keep Dak? Yeah, 100% they've got to. They can't not. How can you? How can you not? I agree. I think you know they'd be absolutely crazy unless they got a, either a ridiculous offer or the chance to trade Deshaun Watson, for example. They'd be mad not to keep Dak Prescott. I still think they should keep Prescott over Watson if he's fit and healthy. On because on his what was the game last season when 
I think it was against the Browns. He got over 500 yards and they lost to the Browns. Yeah, oh God, oh yeah, that was a crazy game. That I was think the that start been... of the season, yeah. That was yeah, absolutely that was mad. after the Falcons game. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Do you see that what I mean? Incredible. How can you not want that, that guy as your QB, but... But yeah, I get, I do get what you're saying. And if I was Jerry Jones, I'd be resigning him tomorrow. I don't really get why it's even come to this point now. I know he's got and had his injury, but you know he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. But for me, um, the Bengals QB they had for years, the names escape me right now. He was very injury prone, but they still kept him. Andy Dalton. Yeah, he was injured every year but they still kept with him still went with him as their QB so yeah I think you've got to give him a chance personally true I mean the Bengals are a completely different just anomaly in football aren't they I mean they are they're they're with the Browns and sort of the Jets aren't they in their own area I'm sure we're going to offend some fans here by saying this yeah no I've no doubt that we'll offend all fans you know but I've got no problem with that you know they won't mind I mean they can take it I'm expecting to offend some Vikings fans when we talk about Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm fully expecting that. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, well, I can try and offend some Bengals fans now. I saw a uh, a tweet the other day saying nobody on this planet has sent a text saying the Bengals have made the playoffs because texting was invented in 1993 and the Bengals last made the playoffs in 1992. That's the possibly the most pointless best fact I've ever heard in my life that's brilliant honestly when I read it it was just one of the best things I've seen in a long long time so yeah sorry Bengals fans for that <laughs> next, so, yeah, next item what do you want to go with next Carson well I want to go with JJ Watt um, because I don't know if you saw his emotional video on I did indeed on Twitter but uh, he even got to me he's such a lovely guy and he's done so much he, for Houston he is such a great guy. Like I don't know if you saw him in Hard Knocks, but he was always the first person to arrive in training camp. He'd turn up like two, three hours before, and he was the last person to leave because he used to sign every fan's autograph. He yeah. used to chat to every fan. Like As an organisation, you couldn't ask for any more of a player than him. No, he's, and I remember on draft day when he got drafted, he got booed. Yeah. He got booed by the Texans fans that were there and people there, and in his first game got booed. And he is, well, he's easily the best player in their franchise, in my opinion. 100%. He, for me, in their history, I can't think of a better player in their franchise history because they've only been a team for nearly 20 years. So, yeah, for me, he's got to be their all-time best player. Yeah, and maybe one of the all-time you know, defensive ends that we've ever seen in the he'll league. Be a, he'll be a first-time ballot Hall of Famer. I'll be shocked if he's not. Oh, 100%. I think if you win three defensive players of the year and... I mean, I still remember that season in 2014 where he scored five touchdowns. Yeah. Three Who of does that? Receiving. Who does that? That was incredible. So, obviously, J.J. Watts now left the Texans by mutual yep. consent. Where would you like to see him? Or where could we see him? So, the most logical place has to be Pittsburgh. However, yeah. I don't think he'll go to Pittsburgh. I think he'll go to... I think he'll take a pay cut and I think he'll go to someone like the Chiefs or Buccaneers to try and win a Super Bowl because I think he wants a ring. I think the whole reason of him leaving the Texans is to win a Super Bowl ring. And I think yep. he'll want to go to a Super Bowl ready team and he wants to win now. Like Even if he just plays a year and leaves, I, I don't think he cares. I think he just wants a ring before he retires and I don't blame him whatsoever. I think you're right. And I think the Chiefs would actually be a perfect fit for JJ Watt. 
Um, the Buccaneers, yeah, possibly. But although I've just named them as a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Well, let me chuck another team at you. I was Cleveland Browns. Well, if they had him and Garrett, that would be quite good. I was going to chuck at you. He's a Wisconsin native. How about if he went to the Packers? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. I think they'll get rid of Preston Smith. Yeah. In the off season. Because um, if you. Yeah. I'm not being biased talking about it here, but you go back to that game versus the Bucks. If they had him at defense, would he have made a difference and changed the game? I think he would have done. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He is a difference maker, even at the age yeah. he is now and the way he was performing. He's still a difference maker. But this was going to be my next question to you. So, obviously, he's older in his career now. He's very injury prone. Do you take the chance on him? because of his age and his injury prone or do you um, sort of just not play him all the time just to give him reps so you don't so you've got him fit all season so to speak well I think you can look at it two ways if you bring him on in a one year deal he will not only be in my opinion fantastic for that year playing but what he could do to coach players as well is yeah. I think invaluable um, you know he. I don't even think he'd want that much money to carry on playing because he doesn't seem like that kind of guy at all It'll take a one-year, maybe a two-year deal somewhere. Maybe he's back in Green Bay or at Cleveland or wherever. And then maybe he won't play every snap, obviously. He might not even play every game. But what he can do for a team is invaluable in terms of motivation, in terms of leadership. And there's so many teams around the NFL that need that. So here's a question for you. Where would you like him to end up? Not where do you want him, but where would you like him to go? I've got my answer. I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you answer first. Okay, well... Do you know what? I would like him at the Cleveland Browns. I think the, Could you imagine I think it? The Browns are perfect for JJ Watt. Like they're such, like obviously in our group chat, we always mock the Browns because they are the Browns. I'm sorry, Browns fans, but Browns be Browns. But just could you imagine them with that team? Like that would be so fun to watch. And like how well they did last year. And like, I know they lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs, but. Well, yeah. they'd be pretty much there. I mean, yeah. they've got the best offensive line in football. They've, they've got, got a, a receiver. And they've got, you know, they'll have a defensive line. They'll get their they'll get Grant Delpit, their safety pick from the draft this year, missed every game. They've got Denzel Ward at corner. If they can get the other corner shored up, they've got a Super Bowl ready team. Yeah, sort out special teams as well. And then yeah, I agree with you. That is almost they're not they're only probably a couple of players off to be fair, the Browns. I'm sure we'll talk about this in future episodes. But yeah, I don't think the Browns are far off to be honest at the moment now. Well, we forgot about probably the best one-two running back combination in the league as well. Yep. In yeah. um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I really do think that would be the perfect place for JJ Watt to go. And then he could face his brothers twice a year. Could you imagine that? Like, that would be great to watch, wouldn't it? Cause in we, fo- we all want to see it. Because in football now, you don't really have rivalries like Manning and Breeze, like sort of or Brady anymore. Yeah. They're sort of dying out, aren't they? Like, you need like a new generation one, and that would be just for a couple of years. That would be great. I'd be fantastic. And I think that division, uh, the AFC North, is really turning into a good football division. It is. You know, I like I like having Joe Burrow at the Bengals, and you've obviously got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, who are a great team. The Steelers, well, we'll move on to Big Ben shortly, but are still a great team. And the Browns, because yeah, I mean, it might be the best division in football apart from the NFC West. That's a, yes. I'm pretty gonna yeah, it's got to be up there for one of the most toughest divisions. But we will be talking about it at some point. Yeah, looking forward to that one. That'd be a good good discussion. 
Yeah, well, do you know what? We can move on to it now because the Big Ben news came out this week and um, they're on about him taking a salary cut from 41 million to 19. And he's apparently happy to take it just so he can play. But the news coming out of Pittsburgh is they don't want him. So where'd you go if you're Pittsburgh? So they've got a high draft pick, haven't they? Well, high-ish. I mean, you, yeah. I think it's about 23 or 24. Yep. I don't know what their cap room's like. I'll just have a quick, just have a quick look now. Not great, if I'm honest. It'll help taking 20 million off Ben. But if you cut Ben altogether, you save a lot more. But then could you trust, you know, Mason Rudolph leading the no. team week one? No, I couldn't. You couldn't. No, I don't think he's... Wayne a... Haskins is the other backup. Yeah, that's very true. So I've just looked at the cap room now. Yeah, it's really not very much at all. It's not feasible. I, I don't. No. I think they're going to have to deal with another year of Big Ben, or they take the risk and go with Mason Rudolph. But I mean, what? from what I've seen from him, no, thank you. I think if you're the Steelers, I think you go with Big Ben, and you sort of hope to win now because I don't think they've got much of a choice to be honest. I don't. I don't know what else they can do. But the problem, I mean, you could look. We never know what's going to happen with Dwayne Haskins. It might have been the situation in Washington. And he could turn into a, you know, she's still a first round quarterback. Yeah. But yeah, I've got to give him a chance. And he might do very well at Pittsburgh. But he, I don't probably, think... he probably would win them five or six games. If you put them against the Jets, like lesser teams, uh, do you know what I mean? I think he'd win you games, you'd be fine. But if you're playing sort of more competitive playoff teams, such as the Ravens, the Browns, I don't know if he'd win you a couple of them games. I'm not too sure. I'm not sure because I remember the 2019 Steelers and they obviously Big Ben went out first week or week two and they had to deal with um, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, quack, quack. And they yeah, still went. Best we don't mention about him. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I don't even know where he is in the league now. Poor bloke. I don't think he so knows. We've just offended Duck Hodges as well. So Good. that's the end of him. <laughs> <laughs> that's our sponsorship gone. <laughs> but, but, but their defence won them eight games that year and could yeah. do the same now Great. with with Big Ben. But I just think it's a risk too worth taking with Ben and I'd go Dwayne Haskins week one. For me, I think the issue with Big Ben was would he stay healthy? And last year he did. So, yeah, I, training camp will become, will become to this in a few months, but training camp will be interesting coming out of Pittsburgh. Who wins? And, yeah, it'll be quite a good match-up. Yeah, that'll be a really good match-up. And, I think either way, it's not going to it's not going to end well for Ben. I mean, no. it's going to be an ugly end. For what's been a very good career. I think Pittsburgh should stand by him, considering he won them a Super Bowl. Like, I think they should stand by him. I understand in sport you have to move on and cut your losses, but I think they should give him a year or two. But I say, I mean, their last quarterback, well, before Ben was what 2003, 2004. Mm. Their last Super Bowl appearance was 2010. They've had a good team throughout that whole decade True. and he's not got them to a Super Bowl. How much longer do you stick with him? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? That's why these GMs get paid millions of dollars and we're just idiots with microphones chatting about it or a microphone. Uh, wait, you're telling me we don't get paid millions of dollars for this? Oh, no. <laughs> right, Podcasting ain't for me. Yeah, I don't it's not for me either. But I was going to ask you, um, do you think Haskins is going to be a bust or do you think it's just he was in the wrong system but he's still a good player? What do you think? I'm not sure. I mean, his attitude was terrible when yeah. he was at Washington. And Ron Rivera is a good coach and can get the best out of a lot of players. And he just, 
I mean, he couldn't wait to get Dwayne Haskins out of that building. Did you see the videos of him on social media where he was basically being an idiot? Like, they were shockingly bad. Like, I don't blame Washington for him. He's just one of those players, though, isn't he? He's just one of those guys. He's like, um, there was a Titans first-round pick last year, Isaiah Simmons. And he's been doing exactly the same kind of stuff and it's close to being cut by the Titans already. I think there's talent in Dwayne Haskins. Agreed. It clearly is because he's got to the league and there's a reason why he got picked where he was. Yeah. Exactly. But he just hasn't got the attitude to play at the moment. And if, you know, they can change that at the Steelers, which I think they can, they're a really well-run organisation and they can get that talent out of him. And he's got the receivers at Pittsburgh as well to help him. I think Steelers did well because what did they get a third round for him? Yeah, I think so. It's a win-win for them because, yeah, if if worst case they cut him and they haven't really lost anything, have they? So, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can't play, you know, good football with Chase Claypool and Juju and James Washington and you know Deontay Johnson and these kind of players, then I don't really think that he deserves to be playing NFL football. Agreed. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with the Steelers. I think it's such an interesting, as you say, quarterback battle that's going to go on in the offseason. We never know what happens with Ben. He might come out and, and retire. But we'll see. I mean, a quarterback that they would love and I want to talk about now is Deshaun Watson. But they can't afford him. Yeah. So but Who can? Where's, who, he, where's he going to go? Where is he going to go? <sighs> so technically he's still under contract but I'm guessing come training camp he'll refuse to play yeah I think so it'll be very much a it'll be one of those seasons you know we've seen it so many times before from you know Lev Bell or people like that where they just take a season off Um, it'll be a shame for someone of that talent you know to do something like that and the Texans if they could trade him would get an incredible haul the Colts would have been a good fit, but obviously they won't trade to him. I think someone like the Panthers would be a great fit for him, but I don't know if they'd be willing to give up what they'll want, and they'll want a lot for him, won't they? Well, what they've done, the Panthers this week, is they've cut a lot of players, and they've sorted out the salary and cap of a lot of, you know, a lot of big players, and they're getting that cap space ready, from what I've read, from, um, you know, like Mike Garofolo and, you know, Ian Rappaport and people like that that they're getting ready for Deshaun Watson. They're going to chuck everything at him. Like, for me, I'm, I'm a big fan of Teddy, but I don't think he's cut it in Carolina for me personally. I think they need someone better because the team is a playoff team and they're not that far off. So I think if they had someone like him, could they compete? Well, yeah, I mean, I saw uh, Teddy's done that classic NFL player thing where he's now unfollowed the Panthers on all social media. So he's got, in my opinion, no hope of going back there at all. So they are they are in the market for a quarterback. Um, and I think Deshaun Watson fits perfectly. Can you imagine Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield? That's outrageous. Yeah, that I mean, would be good to watch. Terrifying. They've got brilliant receivers in DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel if he stays. Yeah, they've got some fantastic... Uh, they've got Robbie Anderson as well. Yeah. Their own line needs some work and their defence definitely needs some work. But with that offence, they could be a seriously good team. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Uh, where else would we like to see Deshaun Watson then, Liam? I'm trying to think where else he could end up, really. I'm trying to think of teams that need a QB. Um, I mean, the Bears, obviously, is the, the one that I'm going to float as a good choice. But, I thought, um, I my, thought That is you, my bias. 
How about, I'm going to throw this out there for you, how about the Saints? They haven't got the cap, but... Yeah, I mean, the Saints would need a miracle with the cap. Yeah. And I've... I mean, again, he'd be perfect for the Saints, and he that is a Super Bowl winning team outright if he goes there. I mean, I, I don't know what the point in the league starting again is. That would be the Super Bowl winning team. I'm trying to think of that about. other teams that need a QB, but... My, well, Miami was the interesting one for me. I think there's a lot of talk about him going to Miami and the Texans then get Tua and, you know, the third overall pick and the fifth, uh, the 18th but overall pick. Would he want us? would he want to sort of go to a similar... Because to me, they're similar teams. Like, Would you want to sort of sidestep? Well, do you know what it is? And, well, it might not be this, but, you know, in Texas, you don't have to pay tax. And in Florida, you don't have to pay tax. Interesting. So, as from a monetary point of view, yeah, you'd want to go there. From a coaching point of view, I think um, Brian Flores is one of the best coaches in the league. So, yes, you'd want to go there. And I think... You know, they've got a young team, a good defence, a really good defence, and an O-line that's getting better. Yeah, I think I would want to go there. I'm still trying to think of some teams. Yeah, there's... Uh, you've got a few. I mean, this, I mean, there's about 25 teams in the league now that are looking for a quarterback. Um, but are they going to put up what the Texans want, though? That's the, that's the question. Well, I think the other obvious one is the New York Jets. See... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on with the Jets because a part of It'll me thinks it'll be a car crash. They'll ruin everything. Of course they will. But a part of me thinks that it'll be new coach, new QB. But part of me thinks, will they stick with Darnold? Because he's at the like for me, like he's not terrible. He's just at the Jets. Like if you put him in a team like a half decent team like the Rams, I think he would do all right, and he'd get you ten, twelve wins a season. I think you'd be solid enough under him, but. It's hard to judge when you're at the Jets because they are a car crash. Yeah, and especially with Adam Gase last year. I mean, Jesus, that was bad. They couldn't think, even get Trevor Lawrence, could they? They couldn't even do one Yeah, thing. yeah. I, it, oh Christ, I know we have a go at the Browns, but my God, the Jets are just as bad. They really are. Just Jets going to jet. Yep. Jet you know what? New York. The ideal for me, and yeah, I am talking as a Bears fan here, Words, I don't see it as realistic that Deshaun Watson comes to Chicago, not just for the reason that they picked Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and moved up for him. But if he went to the Jets, I'd happily take Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think I think Darnold. I was, obviously, our next show is going to be on the NFC North. And I was doing, yeah, I think he would fit really well. And I was doing some research, obviously, for it. And yeah, I think there would be the fit because obviously QB is your main issue which I'm sure you're going to rant about for hours <laughs> well I will and QB is our only issue really yeah. we've got a, a Super Bowl defence I mean alright we're having problems with Alan Robinson a wide receiver and he'll probably leave in free agency or we'll get a trade for him but um, that really is our biggest issue and if that issue gets fixed then we're again we're a Super Bowl contending team you're ahead of us definitely I think yeah I think yeah, ahead of you, and then maybe, well, we'll still be behind the Packers, because we always are. But you're getting the playoffs in that, wouldn't you? Yeah, just about, yeah, we did this season. Good God, look what happened there. Yeah. That was one of the worst games of football against the Saints I've ever watched. Oh, I, I could probably, I've seen some bad games in Minnesota, so, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Once. 
It might be one of the worst games I've ever watched, but Mitch Trubisky did win uh, the Nickelodeon MVP. So, and he was the first player ever to do so. So I, there you go. Can I, can I just say, I hope that comes back next year. That was that was the worst but best thing to watch. Like the slime touchdowns and stuff. That was so bad. It was great. I think they should be involved in every single game. I think that that's what Red Zone needs to be. They need to up their game, and it, it, it needs to be slime zone. That's I think what? we need. I think we need a new segment for next season. We need a slime zone segment. We need our favourite one of the week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just think it was such a brilliant idea, and you know the fact that Mitch Trubisky is now going to go down in pretty much NFL history as the Nickelodeon history as well. Yeah, most MVP. I mean, it's the, it's the title every player has wanted for yeah. years. They've been crying out for it. I mean, I know Tom Brady's gutted that he didn't get it. So you know, tough. I do feel sorry for Mitch though. I, I know I do rip into him a lot and I probably will do throughout the podcast going forward but um, I think his time with the Bears has now finished and I'm interested to see where he'll go next because I think he'll be a brilliant backup somewhere just not I, with us I think his days I think he'll be a backup for a couple of teams and I think that'll be his career done to be honest I can't I can't see it because yeah I, I think he's this is probably his last chance at starting ever, I think. Yeah, uh, I think unless, you're right. And if, unless some team has an injury crisis, like, yeah, I can't yeah. really see it. Yeah, well, the most bad thing to do is us to get in a quarterback in the draft or someone like Darnold, injury crisis, and then we re-sign Trubisky. Yeah, that would be, wouldn't it? That would be, kind. that's the kind of thing I'm expecting. But, um, yeah, going back to Sam Darnold, I think you're right, definitely, about the situation that the Jets was so poor. He had no one around him. He didn't have an offensive line. He had no receivers apart from Jamison Crowder. And if he can get out of there, I think he'll be not a top 10 quarterback, but definitely a top 15 quarterback, I think. I think someone like the line should have gone for him because obviously they've lost Stafford. And I think I was going to ask you about Goff and I think he's a downgrade to Stafford personally. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, That is such a weird trade in I think, do you know what? I actually think, even though the Rams have given up two first-round picks, I still think the Rams have won that trade because they're 100%. now a Super Bowl-ready team. Yeah, I saw some when I was looking at my stats recently. I saw that Kirk Cousins has got better stats in the last three or four years than Stafford. He's got like more touchdowns, better completion. Yeah. I was, and we're now forty minutes into the podcast, and I was wondering when Kirk Cousins' stats were going to come into it. Well. When when we talk about the Vikings, I'll, I'll give you my two cents on Kirk Cousins. But yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there with some Kirk Cousins. Yeah, do you, do you know what? I think you're uh, I think you've you've downplayed um, Matthew Stafford. There. I think Matthew Stafford's been a competent quarterback for you know ten, no, eleven he years. Um, he's in Detroit. It, it'll be brilliant. He's only ever had one receiver there, and and Tate as well, I suppose. Um, yeah, he's had a I couple of half decent running backs, but. Yeah, oh, I, had I think it's hard he's to had, judge He's had him. no O-line. Yeah. He's had nothing, you know. And um, Jared, I, Jared Goff is such a strange quarterback. I mean, two years ago, everyone was raving about him when they got to the Super Bowl, obviously, and in one of the worst Super Bowls any of us have ever seen. Um, but he was fantastic under that Sean McGray system in 2018. But in the last two years, he has been, you know, bottom five quarterbacks for me in the league. Here's a what if for you. So that playoff game they had against Seattle, if you put Stafford in, do you think he would have won them the game? I do. Definitely, yeah. Because he can you know, he can make the throws that Goff can't. Yeah. You know, 
by that, I mean he can make any throw. Yeah. Whereas I don't trust Goff to throw it further than 10 yards. And now that Goff doesn't have Cooper Cup, who's his go-to guy in Detroit? I, I think Detroit are going to have even less wins next season than they had this year. I'm expecting... I think there could be a top five pick draft next year, year after. Definitely. I'm expecting either 3-13 and 13 or maybe 4-12. and 12. I mean, and that's if they're lucky because they're in a tough division as well. Yeah. You know, they are really going to struggle. And I think it's a shame for the Lions fans because they were promised a, a new start under, you know, this new management. And they've got this new head coach that seems to be an absolute psycho from the New Orleans Saints, where he's threatening to break knees and bite off heads. And He fits you know, well in Detroit then. Yeah, that is true. I think that's what most of the people in Detroit do on a weekend anyway. Yeah, Tuesday night. Tuesday, well, yeah, good point. Exactly, yeah. One yeah. weekend, Tuesday night. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, they'll promise all this stuff and they've got a high draft pick again. I mean, they're the third overall last year and they picked up Jeff Okuda, who has done literally nothing in the league and they just can't seem to pick well. They can't seem to trade well. For me, the only time the Lions picked well was it was when they got um, Megatron and they picked, I remember they picked O-line. I can't recall the players off my head, but they picked about three, four years in a row. They picked good. And I don't think they've picked well for years personally. They haven't. They really haven't. I mean, yeah. And then you had Stafford in 2009. And after that, I mean, I really can't remember a decent play. I mean, Kenny, you know, Kenny Golday was all right and has been, but again, he's going to hit free agency this season. You know, it's a tough time to be a Detroit Lions fan. I think just being tough. Being, we, we've mocked the Browns, we've mocked the Jets, but I just feel sorry for the Lions fans. Yeah, so do, so do I. You know, and another fan base I feel sorry for, the team that I've gone to a few times, I think you have as well, and the Jacksonville Jags. Although, yes. number one overall pick. Yes. Where are they going to go? I mean, I had an interesting theory about this in trading the number one overall pick for Deshaun Watson. But obviously, I think due to division rivalries, I don't think that will happen. So is it just as simple as trade, well, trade nobody and draft um, Trevor Lawrence at number one? I think if they didn't draft Trevor Lawrence, there would be riots in Jacksonville. He, for me, he is... He's a very good prospect. He not necessarily is going to win you a ring, but he's sort of a, a generational talent where if they pass on him, there it'll be one of those memes and tweets for years, just being like, remember the time when the Jags passed on him? Like, they can't pass on him whatsoever. No, I think you're right. And obviously we'll get into a lot more draft talk as it gets closer to the time. It's just, uh, I don't know if you've got a chance to see Trevor Lawrence's kind of little show that he put on when he was at Clemson uh, in the week. So I know the Jaguars went up to that and some of the throws that he was making were just absolutely I w- unbelievable. I haven't seen that one, but I watched him enough. I watched him most weeks and he was unbelievable. He's, here's a question for you. Obviously, he's a generational talent. Do you think he'll get them to the playoffs or a Super Bowl? No. I, well, he might do in the future, but definitely not in his first season. They are missing so many key pieces on their I- team. I, I think for his first season, he just needs to stay fit, healthy, upright, and yeah. just not too many exceptions. And I think it's a good season. I think like Burroughs did until he got injured. Like for me, obviously Burroughs didn't start very well, but that was expected. And once he sort of got into his groove, he was great. And I think the same thing, just keep him upright and healthy. And I think he'll be fine. 
<clears throat> exactly. Jacksonville need to work on that O-line. Even yeah. if they get loads of people in from free agencies, because they've got two first-round picks, use the other one on a tackle or a guard and just protect him. All you've got to do is protect him. You saw what you said about the Buccaneers earlier. Protecting exactly, Tom Brady yeah. was fine. Cow- like for exactly. me, like the Cowboys have had some of the best O-line in years in football until recently. And look how well they've done. Exactly. And to be fair to the Cowboys as well, their O-line at the start of the season was fantastic. Yeah. But they had so many injuries that they just they just didn't have a chance. It all kind of capitulated. But if you're Jacksonville, you've got to do everything you can to protect what we to. think will be the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, you, you've got to take him. I Yeah, I think the thing for me is I think he'll be a generational talent, but I think it will come down to who else do they pick. Like if it's like, for example, you had luck at the Colts. Like he sort of started to get them in the right place, but it was yeah. a slow process. And like, yeah, I it's going to take years of drafting and having the right players, but it's why we follow well, it's the sport. Uh, it's why we follow the sport. It's why we follow the sport. Exactly. The whole year round as well, and that's why we all like it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm very much looking forward to doing many of these podcasts in the future. Yeah, it should be good. Should be good. So yeah, I think that's a nice spot to end it for the first podcast. Um, going forward, this will be a weekly podcast that we record on a Sunday night. So any news that we pick up throughout the week, we will then talk about on Sunday nights and try and get this podcast out on Monday or Tuesday, depending on my editing skills. Or my ability. Lack to, of. Yeah, lack of. And yep. I should probably buy a microphone in the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, oh, we were saying off air, unless there's Watson gets traded on Wednesday night, we'll do some improv podcasts. But yeah, we'll we'll try and keep regular episodes. Yeah, exactly. We've got guests that we want to bring onto the show as well. Um, we've got a lot of people that in our lives that like talking football. Um, so we've got some week, knowledgeable friends. So yeah. Well, well, we've got some friends. I mean, yeah, let's not true, promise yeah. knowledge because we're going to lose listeners, you know, that we don't have. So, uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. So, Liam, thank you very much for joining me, mate. Thanks. Uh, I look forward to the next one with you. Yeah, we'll catch up next week and uh, hopefully have a guest or two as well. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye.